in today's show. I'm going to go through the 30 NBA teams and give an injury update. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's go through through these teams in the NBA. Let's talk about their injuries uh, right straight away now. And we start with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, The big news, of course, there is DeAndre Hunter who is dealing with that knee injury, the, the knee uh, surgery, meniscus issue. He's going to be out probably until the first week or so in April. That, so that, that's a long time. And without an, in, without an injured reserve slot, I think it is really hard to hold on to DeAndre Ayton. Uh, not DeAndre Ayton. Did I say Ayton before? DeAndre Hunter is what I meant. Um, really hard to hold on to Hunter in that scenario because I, for as good of a season he, as he was having, yeah, having a zero on your roster when you're inevitably going to have other injuries pop up throughout the year, when you're going to be missing this guy for probably another two more months, it's really tough to do. Also with Bogdan Bogdanovic, we thought maybe there was a chance he'd return in the next week, but it does look like after the All-Star break is a more realistic possibility for him. Um, there was an article with him, or you're talking to him, and he was saying, yeah, I'd, I'd love to push, I'd love to come back just before the All-Star break, and that's him being athlete optimistic. So that almost never is uh, the case, or in terms of uh, accuracy of timelines, they'll hold him out, I would imagine. So you're looking at a few more weeks there, probably two to three more weeks, I'd imagine, for Bogdanovich. As for Chris Dunn, I have absolutely no idea. Like he, There's just no updates on this guy at all. He hasn't played at all all season. I don't know if he's going to return this year at all. I don't know if he's going to be in the rotation. There is just absolutely nothing with Chris Dunn. That has come out so far. Next up, we look at the Brooklyn Nets. Of course, Kyrie Irving is dealing with this um, uh, sore back issue. Steve Nash called it day-to-day. I don't imagine it's any long-term problem. The same goes with Kevin Durant, who's missed the last two games due to a hamstring strain. I think there is a chance that Durant misses Thursday's game against the Lakers and then returns Sunday against the Clippers, but there's no uh, definitive news on that. Iman Shumpert was recently signed, and he's already got a hamstring issue. I think the signing of Andre Robertson means Shumpert's probably not going to stick around, but we'll find out about that. Well, Nick Claxton, we haven't seen all season. I just want to see him in the rotation because I want to see him take some of these DeAndre Jordan minutes, but he is still a couple of weeks away with his knee injury. For the Boston Celtics, Kemba Walker, we know that he is back, but he's missing back-to-back, so I imagine that'll be a thing that happens for most of this season, and he'll be somewhat limited in minutes, 31-32 per night as we move forward. Daniel Tice is dealing with an injury at the moment with a sprained finger. He's missed the last two games. I don't think there's anything too major to worry about there. While Marcus Smart, I think we're looking at post-All-Star break for Smart to return, and Romeo Langford probably a similar timeline with his wrist injury. The Charlotte Hornets. We know they've got games postponed at the moment. They already had Paul Washington Jr. um, and the Martin Twins both out for COVID tracing uh, protocols. 
We had Gordon Hayward, who missed the last game with a back issue, and Devontae Graham with a knee issue. Their next scheduled game at this point is on Saturday against the Warriors um, after their two games this week had been postponed. The assumption is that if everything is okay COVID-wise, that all those players will be back, Washington and Graham and Haywood and, and the Martins, but we don't know that at this point. So we're still sort of working a little bit blind with the Hornets. The Chicago Bulls, we got Wendell Carter Jr. back ahead of schedule. Lowry Markinen, I think a good time to target him would be the All-Star break. Um, that's another, yeah, we're only two weeks away from the All-Star break coming up or two and a half weeks away from the All-Star break. So that's probably the timeline we're looking there on Markinen. Um, I think you can you can probably hold him if you still got him now for two more weeks. Otto Porter, we don't have any timeline on. He has not played since the 1st of February with this back issue. He's out again for Wednesday. Uh, I think we just have to assume that it's just, you know, assume that he's not around for the time being and maybe it's another week or two, but we don't have a definitive timeline on that. And the same goes with Chandler Hutchison, who's dealing with some personal issues. They think it'll be a while, so I, I would imagine, you know, probably all-star at best for Chandler Hutchison to return, but that's at this point. Uh, just a uh, just a guess on where, uh, where Chandler's sitting, and we hope that everything is okay for him. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, we know Andre Drummond is out as they try and work a trade. Now, that could be you know, two days. It could be any time up until the March 25th trade deadline. So we're talking you know, four or five weeks of potential zeros there for Drummond. And it is tough to consider dropping him. Um, I, I don't know what sort of situation he ends up going to. The Cavs apparently don't want to buy him out. Um, but finding a trade is going to be really difficult for Drummo. I think you just have to hold because, again, we could wake up tomorrow or I could finish this show and then he's on a new team and then the value is reinstalled. Uh, Torian Prince has missed the last missed the last game with an ankle injury. He is questionable for Friday. Dylan Windler also missed Friday with a knee issue, so he's questionable again. The big ones, of course, Larry Nance, we're looking at probably after the All-Star break, to be honest. Around the 20th of March would be my guess for him to return. He, I wouldn't be holding him without injured reserve. But Kevin Love, we, we might see Love return in their Sunday game against the Thunder, maybe early next week against the Hawks or the Rockets on Tuesday or Wednesday. I think, I think a Kevin Love return is imminent. I'm not sure what we're going to get from Love, but without um, Drummond and without Nance, he's going to be have an opportunity to come in, start straight away, and ramp up to 30 minutes, and probably be a guy that if he's on my waiver, I'd add him. But you know, you obviously have a short leash because if he gets hurt again, then you can move on. The Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, they had all those uh, COVID guys earlier in the season, but they're all good now. Nothing, uh, nothing to talk about. Nothing to report with injuries for the Dallas Mavericks, which is always good news. The Nuggets, of course, are dealing with a ton of short-term injuries at the moment. They have already ruled Paul Millsap, PJ Dozier, and Farton Will Barton out for Wednesday's game. But Monty Morris and Gary Harris are both questionable. And also, Nikola Jokic, Big Chungus, has appeared on the injury report as probable. They also signed Greg Whittington to a two-way deal at the start of the year. He hasn't played a single game. I'm surprised that they have kept him on the roster. Um, but yeah, there he is. Um, so nothing long-term there with Millsap. Doja should be back pretty soon. Barton is out for personal reasons. We don't imagine that is a long-term thing either. So most of their injury problems are going to be resolving relatively quickly, we would hope. The Detroit Pistons. Much like Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, we just don't know when Griffo is going to be out, how long he's going to be out for. The trade deadline is you know, the 25th, as I mentioned. But Griffin's not a player that you should be holding on to in 12-team leagues, and he's not even a guy that if he gets traded that I'd be looking to add. It's not through a lack of minutes 
or a lack of opportunity that Griffin wasn't a 12-team league fantasy player. Killian Hayes, probably the longest-term injury here. Um, I'd say we're looking at April for a return for Hayes, and then it will be limited minutes as he returns. And Jolly Lokofor is probably on a similar timeline, but he is not a rotation piece. While Sikul Dumbaya has missed the last two games, and he's going to miss Wednesday's action with a head injury. So he should be uh, yeah, hopefully returning soon. And there, there are going to be some extra minutes there for Siku with uh, Blake Griffin's future now up in the air. The Golden State Warriors. James Wiseman is going to miss Wednesday. He might be back Friday or Saturday, but I think next week is probably the best assumption. And the same goes for Kavon Looney. And they're the only two injuries that they're currently dealing with outside of the uh, long-term ones for Marquise Chris and Clay Thompson. The Houston Rockets, there's quite a bit going on here. Most of it is relatively short-term. Uh, they've got Dante Exum, by the way. Uh, he's out for another few more weeks, I'd say, with a calf injury. Christian Wood, probably one more week would be my guess. I'd say mid-next week, we're looking at a return for the Crucifix. Victor Oladipo hasn't played since the 11th of February. He's ruled out again on Wednesday. There's a back-to-back coming up, so he's probably he's going to miss at least one of the next two games after that. I, I would expect maybe Oladipo to be back next week. And PJ Tucker has now missed two games in a row, including Wednesday's game, which is yet to take place. I don't think that one's too serious. While Eric Gordon, who missed last game, he is listed as questionable with a groin issue. So Gordon has had some injury concerns in the past. So I think there is a chance he sits out on Wednesday. But again, nothing too long-term there with the Houston Rockets. The Indiana Pacers are a different story because they are all about the long-term injuries. They do have a short-term one with Doug McDermott missing the last game with a knee injury, but that's nothing to, at this point to be concerned about. But both Tony Warren Jr. and Karis LeVert are out for a while. I would expect April um, to be the time frame for those guys, uh, early April for Warren and LeVert. And as I've said multiple times, it's very hard to hold on to those guys for as long as they're going to be out for. So... And even when they come back, especially Warren, I think minutes will be limited. He's coming back from a, uh, a foot fracture surgery. So I would expect multiple weeks still, probably another 20, 15 to 20 more games missed for both Warren and Levert for the Indiana Pacers. The Clippers have a lot of injury problems, obviously. Well, actually, a lot of short-term injury problems. Nick Batum is out with a concussion. Kawhi Leonard is questionable for Wednesday with his leg issue. That's not a serious thing, thankfully while Paul George is out again with that toe edema. Now, George hasn't played since the 3rd of February, so we're pushing up over two weeks' absence for George. He's going to miss again today. I don't believe they consider it massively serious, but I think yeah, the expectation should be that he doesn't play for the rest of this week. Jay Scrub uh, and Daniel Aturo both injured. I don't think many people need to worry too much about those guys, though. On to the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, the big news there is Anthony Davis, all-star break. He won't be back before then. I think we might even get him out maybe a little bit after the all-star break, to be honest. So we're looking at two to three weeks. I'd be hesitant in trading for Anthony Davis. I know that it screams by low having Davis out, but this calf slash Achilles problem, I think they'll be cautious with him moving forward. Now, if you buy low and you get him for a top 60 player, then then I think that's fine. But it also does depend on what the rest of your roster looks like, how many other injured players you have, because you know, having that zero might be tough to deal with. I think it might actually push past the all-star break here for Davis. Um, Costa Antetokounmpo has been out pretty much all season as well with a knee problem. The Memphis Grizzlies, one of the hardest teams to figure out in terms of injury reporting and also rotations as well. Jaron Jackson Jr., it looks like after the all-star break for him, which is amazing. We thought maybe he'd be back mid-January. That was the initial reports. And now we're talking mid-March 
for him to return. It is, and, and I think it's going to be a slow return to action. It's really hard to hold on to Jaron at this point. They've also got Justice Winslow, the ghost. Uh, I, pff, mate, is this guy ever going to play? He has not played since, what, November last year? He might have played like a game in January, but it has been a very long time for Justice Winslow. There is no hope with him. I'm not holding any hope for him to be useful in fantasy. DeAnthony Melton is going to miss his uh, sixth consecutive game with his shoulder issue. Taylor Jenkins reckons he's pretty close, so maybe the weekend. And Desmond Bain will now miss four in a row for personal reasons, the death of his grandma. I would expect, again, the weekend there for Desmond Bain to return. The Miami Heat. Goran Dragic is not on their current road trip, so I think we can assume to rule him out until at least next Wednesday. I would say that's probably a decent return time frame for him. Chris Silver's also out for that long. We know Myers Leonard's out for the season. Then you've got Avery Bradley with his calf issue, which probably puts him out until the All-Star break. So, of course, Dragic and Bradley being out gives none that short-term um, life jacket. Also gives Max Struess some value in deeper leagues. The Milwaukee Bucks, they're dealing with the absence of Drew Holiday to COVID. I would say next week for Drew is probably a likely return time frame, but we haven't heard anything further on that. Since the initial uh, you know, announcement that he was in the health and safety protocols, the Minnesota Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell out four to six weeks. I believe it will be a bit longer, just a, a knee injury for a bloke that's had persistent knee problems. I would say end of March, start of April, probably more start of April for Russell to return is a realistic time frame. And with how he is playing and the injuries around the league, very tough to hold on to. Jarrett Culver should be eyeing a return next week. How he fits in the rotation and what that means for guys like uh, Jalen Noel and Josh Kogi still remain to be seen. I wouldn't say that uh, Culver's going to have any sort of large fantasy impact, though. The New Orleans Pelicans. Steve Adams, the injury from the last game, but it looks like he's fine and he'll return to action on Wednesday. But otherwise, they are clean and clear of any injuries, which is great news. The New York Knickerbockers, we know that Mitch Robinson unfortunately won't be taking it from here. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. He's out with that surgery on a hand fracture through to probably after the All-Star break, 20th of March, around that point, until he returns. So Nerlens Noel has that value short term. Again, depending on your situation, someone out that long can be pretty tough to hold on to with Robinson. He might even be out longer than that time frame as well. So yeah, be, be aware he might miss all of March, which makes it a tough one to hold on to. Frankie Nilakina looks like he could be back and available to play after being in the health and safety protocols of the league, but no guarantee. In fact, almost a guarantee that he won't be a part of the New York Knicks rotation. On to the Thunder. Al Horford's resting today. Nothing to worry about there. Uh, with him, that's just going to happen. George Hill, we're probably looking at all-star break for him for his thumb injury, while Shea Gildas-Alexander is back. So the panics over Shea's knee, we can alleviate those. I think he will miss some time as we move forward. I think that will be an ongoing concern for Gildas-Alexander, but it's not something that's shutting him down for an extended period of time. Trevor Ariza, um, he will never play a game in a Thunder uniform. That would be my prediction. So yeah, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be expecting anything from um, from Trev. Let's look at the Orlando Magic, um, where, of course, there's just a ton of injuries. We know that Fultz and Isaac are out. We know the chief, Al Farouk Aminu. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Uh, we can't trust him. He came back, he played five minutes, and his knees sore again. I think his career might be in real trouble. Uh, Ivan Fournier 
Hasn't played since the 5th of February with that back issue. Uh, they play again on Wednesday, and at this point of time of me recording, I don't have an update on whether he is in. We know Aaron Gordon is going to be out probably until the All-Star break, and the same thing goes to for Cole Anthony as their starting point guard. I think Anthony is a drop. You'd even consider Gordon a drop, considering he's not even really a top 100 player this year. Can, yeah, and, and that time frame still, we're waiting yeah, two, three more weeks for those guys to return. James Ennis has missed the last game with a back problem, sorry, a groin problem, but we don't know whether he's going to be back in action for for uh, Wednesday's game. The Philadelphia 76ers Embiid is likely to return on Wednesday after one game out, while Shake Milton is set to miss his fourth consecutive game with an ankle problem. With Shake out, it just gives minutes to Tyrese Maxey in the rotation, but not enough to really have any level of fantasy value. For the Phoenix Suns, they had a whole bunch of players out uh, for a while with Crowder and Sharich, but they've got a clean injury report. Everyone is back. Jalen Smith and Tyshawn Alexander are in the G League, though. For the Portland Trailblazers, some big injuries on this team, of course. CJ McCullum, we're looking at all-star break for him to return from his foot fracture. Um, if 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 even happening then, it might even be longer. Yusuf Nurkic, I would say, after the all-star break. Um, again, Nurkic was a guy I think you had to drop when that hand injury happened just because of where, how he was playing and the time frame. But we are getting closer to a return. Maybe it's a month away still, though, for him. Zach Collins with his foot surgery, I would say April for him. I have no idea how he fits into the rotation when he returns, and he's not going to be a fantasy guy in most uh, most cases, but probably looking at April for a return for Zach Collins. The Sacramento Kings. Rashawn Holmes missed the last game um, with a knee problem. It's not an ongoing thing. It's something that happened after he was fall- after he's fallen on in the game against the Grizzlies. Hopefully, he returns pretty soon. And that really, apart from uh, Chemezi Metu, who's going to miss the next four weeks with a fractured wrist, um, Holmes is the only rotation player who's uh, got injury concerns. Much like the Charlotte Hornets, the Spurs are dealing with COVID. Now, they have four players who have tested positive, apparently. We have no idea who those four players are. And those four players are going to miss, of course, the games this week. But maybe they miss all of next week or probably do miss all of next week. LaMarcus Aldridge, we don't know when he is going to return from his hip issue. Uh, I would expect to rule him out for next week as well, but we just don't know that at this point. But of course, um, yeah, the concern is there, all of the health and safety stuff in terms of which players are actually out, which we don't have that information yet. The Spurs' next scheduled game is not until Wednesday, so we've still got a bit of time for more information to come out on that. For the Raptors, Kyle Lowry is questionable. For Thursday, after spraining his ankle last game on Tuesday, uh, Yuta Watanabe has missed the last four. He's questionable as well for Thursday. While Pat McCaw, I don't know if he is ever going to return from this knee injury. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't think he's part of the rotate. Well, maybe he is because we know how much uh, Nick Nurse loves him. But this has been a persistent issue with his knee. The Utah Jazz, Mike Conley. We have got him as a questionable status for Wednesday's game. And then the only other injury really to pay attention to is Yudoka Azabioke, who sprained his ankle pretty badly in the bubble. And I would expect he does not play again this season, um, would be my understanding for his injury. And then lastly, we look at the Washington Wizards. Um, We know that Ish Smith is out for Wednesday with a quad issue. We know Tom Bryant is out for the season. But that's it. Russell Westbrook's playing back-to-backs again, and everyone else is healthy after they went through that horror run in uh, yeah, late January or mid-, mid to late January. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.